0: Hello everyone. Since this is either a highlight, a standalone book, or the first episode in a series, I'm jumping in to remind you what the rules are for this podcast. First rule is no real people stories. That means that any details from our own lives are merely anecdotal. We do not read books about real people, and we are not reading historical fiction. The second rule is that we are basing our analyses off of how the author treats characters and what they put them through. We are not judging the accuracy of the trauma, the accuracy of any actual conditions that may be portrayed, nor the authenticity of a character's reaction to that trauma or that particular condition. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The hosts are not trained professionals, and their opinions come solely from personal experience. In this episode, we discuss fictional depictions of trauma and violence that may not be suitable for all audiences. Please take care of yourselves. Specific content warnings for each episode can be found in the show notes. Events in the media are discussed in approximate order of escalation. This episode contains spoilers. Nicole. And I'm Robin, and this fortnight on Books That Burn, we are discussing Firebreak by Nicole Corner Stace. For our factions, we have a pretty short list today. We have Mal, Jessa, 06, 22, and B. Uh, for our first topic, we have B and Kidnapping. Um, that is our best. Case scenario. case scenario hopefully that is all that happened to her um there is speculation and a distinct possibility that she is also dead but like we don't we don't know. have we don't and have part actual evidence about
1: it yeah. yeah we we can prove kidnapping we cannot prove literally anything else so
0: yep jessa and Mao were approached through an intermediary who then had the meet be in person we're told that the intermediary is her sister but like we don't know and meet her in this coffee shop and the reason I'm telling you this is because six days later maybe seven six or seven days later when Mal goes back to say hey like you were gonna give us more money with things and stuff um she she's not only is she not there not findable like not like we expected her to live at the coffee shop or whatever but the coffee shop is gone it has been replaced by um the ubiquitous ubiquitous company-run chain stores and like yeah so that's i don't want to spoil more details but like it's just it's And and the person who like conveys the information of supposedly how the replacement happened, based on the details they say, that switch happened like three or four days before, within a seven day window, and so it's like oh, in like a maximum of four days from when they were at this location, the entire building was a small building, but the entire building was swapped out for a different building um so uh and we never see b again
1: we get mal in there also just witnessing people not realize (laughs) also Mm -hmm. uh like that that was something that i i thought was 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 interesting um because that didn't have to be included um but Mal is in there figuring out what's going on, like, where did this place go? Why are we missing? This is all different. And we see another customer come in, visibly take a step back and go, what? This was coffee. And You know, so it's it's not, you know, we, we get definitive proof that Mal isn't at the wrong location, something, you know, this is clearly what is happening. Um,
0: yeah, it's not a memory issue. Right. It's not that she messed up the map like this was a coffee place and now it's not
1: yeah and now it's not and we're seeing other customers walk in expecting coffee and then recover because it's just gone
0: Mm -hmm. and i'm sure the company store also sells coffee but like it's not the same place it's not the only sells coffee place um and i think uh like this is Weird as a minor character spotlight because B serves as an early warning.
1: B of is what kind of a plot kickoff. Might
0: happen. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Definitely. Absolutely. Plot catalyst. So we don't have her much of her as a character. And like we'll get to this in the wrap up. But I do think it would be a very different book without the like the the specter of this event hanging over like. At least the next two thirds of the narrative. By the time we're in like the very end of the book, like they're not worried about that anymore. But got bigger problems for a lot of it. Yeah, bigger problems. But while we're haven't hit those bigger problems yet, this is like the vision of kind of what they have is like the worst case scenario of what could happen to them. So then, when what actually happens jumps past this, yeah, (laughs) then like oh. Oh, this is serious. I thought they could, the worst thing they could do was make me vanish. Like, that. it kind of sets that up.
1: I mean, to be fair, they actively talk about that. And Mal points out that being loud and being visible and being, you know, too much for them to disappear without people noticing is good. Mm-hmm. Like, they actually take steps. It's not just, yes. oh, it's serious now. It's that they took actual preventative steps to prevent that thing that they saw from happening.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, they they were thinking of it as a likely undesirable outcome and they were trying to make it not happen. Um, and that's... I mean, it, it is neither the only thing that was possible nor the only thing that then, like, actually does happen. So, like
1: the thing that Penny. Uh, gets me with the thing that I was thinking about about um, this character so speaking of you know taking steps to prevent things from happening uh, Mal and uh, Jessa and also B all take steps to prevent the government from knowing to prevent the company from knowing mm-hmm. they take out their you know their eyewear, their lenses that connect them to the system they travel on foot, they take unmarked cars they you know they do what they can to be outside of range. They meet in the coffee shop with B, which is run by her sister and not by yeah. not by the company presumably and they they take all these steps thinking that they're safe. And then B just straight up vanishes without ever paying them anything because they're just gone too quickly. Um, yeah. And I, I, that's one of the reasons that I actually, I pushed to have us talk about this. This this topic was my idea. Uh, yeah. Because there's so much of this, well, I'm going to prevent the surveillance that I know about and I'm going to mitigate the consequences that I know about, et cetera, et cetera. And at every step the company has just better surveillance, better technology, better understanding of what is happening. Um, and it's it's very much a case of like they don't know that they're outclassed until it's too late. But this and and it's it's you you kind of read it going, well, <laughs> you know, uh oh, maybe she got caught, and then sure, B vanished, but Mal and Jessa didn't. You know, it it's kind of one of those where it's like, yeah, they know the, the company knows exactly, exactly how much to do to keep this from being a problem. Yeah. And it's, it, it is interesting because, you know, they kind of, they, like Robin said, they kind of go through the book, you know, like, oh no, what, what happened to be could happen to us. And then they realize like, probably not actually, because they are so much more useful, alive and visible than dead.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Until they're not, and then they just get locked out, and they have nothing. Yup. Which, actually, is a good dovetail into our next topic.
0: Yes, it is. On to Mal and dehydration. Or, as it's otherwise known, almost all of the characters in the (laughs) book with dehydration. Um... (laughs) So, um, this is a corporate-run Hellscape dystopia, and the corporation- I'm just kidding. Yeah! Yeah! Um, yeah, when I tweet about it, I use a slightly different words with more swearing to basically say this. Oh, interesting. Anyway, yes. On Twitter? Um, I know! Does, um, Does Twitter know? Where we don't have to be acceptable for iTunes? Oh my goodness! All right, oh, I was so making the joke about have...
1: Twitter being a mega
0: corporation. It's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so the company that we kind of mentioned, we talked about Company Store. That company is a water company, and so in the setup of this world, there this city is um, controlled by a water company and the other giant corporation that controls the other half of cities in the US or what's left of the US mm-hmm. well it isn't the US anymore it's companies company countries um, is a agriculture company and so here you're not allowed to capture rainwater and Mal guesses that in the other place you're probably not allowed to like have a tiny potted plant on your windowsill the way people can here if they can get the water to uh, keep well, it alive.
1: It's important to note that the city that we're talking about is the only city in the entire country where they split power. Mm-hmm.
0: It's contested.
1: Yeah. So Mal is living in the part of the city that is water corporation right. controlled, but this city is the only remaining battleground that they know of. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, and... So like they have really really strict water rations but like I feel I feel uneasy even using the word rations to describe what is going on. Like generally it's not even a ration. It's a Yeah, it's yeah. not it's not a ration because like if you're rationing it's because you have like a certain amount and you're trying to not let it run out under what are hopefully temporary um circumstances of either like limits or uncertainty about future supply this is we have a bunch of water we're making everyone pay uh out the nose for it and well if you can't afford enough water to stay alive you can go to the dehydration clinic and then oh even more money that'll make you less able to buy water in the future because your money is tied up in trying to pay for the one time you almost died.
1: And something that I I want to note with this, um, you having access to water, so there's a small ration that Robin's already mentioned that people get every day. But then you can also get water credits, um, but those credits are locked to your account of who you are as a person um much in the same way that like if your social security and your identity is tied to a particular bank account if you lose the ability to log in you lose everything um and water credits are not the only type of currency but it does it is a thing people use as currency and one of the the big kind of (laughs) up and downs of this of this book is that feeling of safety with the water or the water credits, because we start out with these characters having nothing essentially. And then they get donations. They get people who want them to live and keep streaming and keep playing and doing the thing to be on the screen and they get paid in water credits. And so suddenly they just have water hypothetically because they get a lot of credits. But then as things go on and they lose the ability to access those credits, not that they lose their credits, not that they run out or anything, but that they either, you know, there's a couple of points where they physically can't go and get more water. They just aren't allowed to, for whatever reason, hashtag spoilers. Um, And there's, you know, there's a couple other points where like they are locked out of the system where they are unable to access the system again for various reasons. And like at that point, it doesn't matter if you have, two million water credits, you are gonna die anyway from dehydration because you're just not being allowed or you can't physically get access to it.
0: Yeah, like they discuss uh something that happened um previously where um Mal was locked out of her account for two weeks and the others like lent her water but without it, even though, like, just because she couldn't get into her account, even right. though her credits were good, she would have, um, she could have died and she definitely would have had to go to the dehydration clinic if she did manage to stay alive.
1: Right. And we see Mal a couple of times, like, carefully so as not to, you know, cause problems and, you know, and so that she mm-hmm. doesn't run out herself. But, you know, just swiping credits to other people around her just like hey you know what i got a bunch streaming today and i don't want you to die either so here and um you know which again seems very good it's very nice but then you know we, we still get this point where like all of these people are just not allowed to use them anyway and it doesn't matter um i will say this this book has a feel where if you like the hunger games <laughs>
0: I was, a, I was you just will thinking like this, about that. Sir,
1: yeah, you will like this book for a lot of the same reasons. Um, it's not the same the type Love of story. The Triangle is not
0: one of them. This This. Is, well, this got Air Race Pro Protag explicitly like, no, I'm not interested in that. So I just... If you liked the way we talked about the Hunger Games oh, in yeah. our episode, you'll probably like this. Well, and if you like stories um, of
1: governments taking away or rationing yeah. basic supplies because they just feel like it, but they don't have to. And if you like stories of, you know, somebody trying to figure out what is going on behind the scenes, you'll like this book. And if you like, you know, dystopia uh-huh. novels where you have this one protag who's just trying to to make it happen, you'll like this book. If you like the reluctant protagonist who really just doesn't want to do anything to do with it, you'll like this book. Like, there's a lot of crossover. There's a lot of similarities in structure.
0: But The Hunger Games didn't have a very interesting MMO that they could play. And this does.
1: Uh, I uh, would argue not, that not, you're so, wrong. i not saying
0: the reader can play.
1: I would argue book. that you're hmm? incorrect. Because the oh, equivalent, oh, you think
0: the entire games are the MMO?
1: <laughs> yes. The equivalent of the MMO in that book is the arena. The
0: <laughs> that is arena, literally
1: yeah. the sport that people watch. And they can send you favors if they like you. like It's literally oh treated my goodness, the same you're way. Right. <laughs> you're right. It's not life or death <laughs> in this book, in the game,
0: well, but it's the I mean, equivalent. it is by proxy because if well, you don't please enough, then but, you might like not make it because you didn't there. There's a there's a couple steps. If in somebody punches no, your no, avatar,
1: no. you don't die in real life this, is what I am saying. This is true.
0: OK, no, no, no. I, I do agree there. Um,
1: But all I'm saying uh, is these should yeah. go next to each other on the dystopia shelf. Um, As
0: long as the. As long as it's not like you only like The Hunger Games for the love triangle, you you I read this this you should, I, you should like this.
1: I don't I
0: I can't speak I said, to any as of as that because I don't any care any
1: about reason. love.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, and that's general. why I, you liked this one. It's great.
1: I did. I thought. Well, yeah, yeah, um,
0: yeah.
1: All right. The only other real point we want to hit before we move on to our third topic is that. Uh, Mal gets kind of a culture shock moment uh, because they actually yes. go to the headquarters of the company, and there's just decorative fountains and pretty green and grass just indoors.
0: One. And there's and, a decorative fountain, and then she goes into the next room, and Nicole, Nicole, there another. is another decorative <laughs> fountain. There's <laughs> um, another one, and, and then you know, when one of and the then doctors- she doesn't know how to access
1: the water fountain to drink, uh-huh. and she has uh-huh. to be introduced to the concept of the water is not being paid for when you swipe your hand it is a motion sensor yep and it's just uh, it, it's a, it's a very like what is happening to me and why is everybody in my home dying if this is here moment
0: i i did i did like um her narratively i liked her uh, frustration like resignation frustration reaction when um when she's at that place and the the doctor looks at her and is like oh yeah you're dehydrated and she's like hmm wonder why
1: <laughs> oh did you mean What'd like everybody else who's not in this co- happy little corner
0: <laughs> yeah like if if that person isn't used to seeing patients with dehydration then they are only used to seeing rich and or literally works for the company patients like, oh my goodness. That was a it was a neat little bit of uh of world building because of course that doctor would say that. Of course. And of course she is like yeah. She's like, where right, have you been?
1: Everybody did. is dehydrated. Why aren't you dehydrated? What's your problem?
0: Yeah, that's a better question. Um oh gosh, when the better question is why aren't you dehydrated? Like, yeah the we've got some problems happening here on to 22 and medical experimentation all right this topic contains major spoilers for the entire book um if you haven't read it yet just just be aware, like you can proceed, but please be aware that, like, this is major spoilers. Um, so, 22 is the name of one of the super soldiers who is uh, used as PR, and they've got like virtual versions of them in the MMO. And, like, see, uh, I don't like
1: using, I don't even like even calling them super soldiers.
0: Mm, okay trope wise that is what they are trope wise that is what they
1: are but practically that's not true they are failed they are failed experiments to try to enhance Mm -hmm. their abilities that left them with chronic conditions including autoimmune conditions
0: (laughs) a thing we can now say now that we are in the spoiler zone of you were warned yeah that's exactly what they are so Um, they're not super soldiers
1: they are failed experiments Mm. who were supposed to be cool and yes, instead, their are just bodies kind of stuck. are
0: slowly, their bodies are slowly killing them. And only one, well, from the organization's perspective, only one actually died in combat. Um, later, like this is like said specifically in their, and like they ask the corporate person for the number, and they say one, and twenty two corrects them to say that it's actually two because of spoilers. But of forty eight, only two and then like and and we don't
1: even have confirmation yeah. that those the the one ambigu- ambiguous one uh didn't die literally fighting that exact same corporation like combat means literally anything yeah. where they're getting shot at by oh, friendly true. fire or point. enemy like we have literally no clue that any of this was even like them being sent out to do anything and in fact we're he- we're heavily led to believe that it's not but, in several but cases with,
0: at the point of this conversation one alive 47 dead only two of which didn't die from autoimmune medical body went right. weird, had a bad reaction to the experiment something like that is a terrible ratio if your goal is your still twisted still heinous goal was to create people who could just be super soldiers for battle um out of these kids and by the time um of the narrative they are like now physically adults but like they like they haven't had the space to do any like adult things other than kill like they they it 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 sucks uh it it really sucks um and we like we see some of the results of the experimentation um i mean yeah it's just it's a lot like i like how it's handled um I'm also trying to make sure to not mention details that came from other books that Nicole hasn't read. So (laughs) um, apologies if my uh, thoughts are coming slightly more slowly about this. Uh, What did you think? I
1: thought that it I thought that this book does a good job of intuiting that the reality that you are used to is the only one that you have a reference for.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And I and I particularly with these experimentations and these kids being locked away and not allowed to really interact with people who are just out there. Um, you know, we, we kind of mentioned it before with like you know this this character in particular, twenty two, shows uh-huh. Mal how to use the motion sensor without paying credits for anything. And like you know, he's like, "What are you doing? Why are you struggling? This is just a fountain." And she's like. What are you talking about free water? That doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> There's no just a fountain.
1: No, and her. and it's it does a good thing. It does a good it does a good job of of really highlighting those differences and like the the way that these experiments are thought of. These kids are thought of because uh-huh. you know, to 22, this is just a thing that he has been trying to go through and not you know, rage at and break apart for a long time. And to Mal, this is somebody who's been put on a pedestal and literally used as PR campaigns for the conflict between the two companies. That's how she knows who he is. She knows him as this this sim that's been put, this NPC that's been put in the game because he's fighting the fight to free them from the other company. And, you know, then she discovers, like, no, it's it's not only is that not what he is doing and not what happens, but he's literally just this discarded was a child and now is 16 17 18 something like that oh no i think he's 18 i think that's confirmed um he's just oh, this only, only 18 i only picturing
0: him as mid-20s no oh, my gosh. no nope. he was 18 oh, yeah. because
1: she says 12 years ago you were eight years old right <laughs> or no maybe that's he's 20, 20. but yeah, it, i don't remember 20. the exact number i remember in my head that he was 18
0: we could double check no, it later I think it was 8 and 12 together was it 8 I and 12 okay right.
1: um um but you know to her like he's this giant walking talking advertisement who tells her oh hey i'm a person and they hurt me and she's like what are you talking about <laughs> what is happening here and um you know and then and then they have this really interesting interaction where she thinks that he's trying to ask her for help and he's just trying to well we don't know <laughs> We yeah, never actually get that closure we, don't know. we never actually get that closure, but it's you know he he can't even communicate and say what it is he's trying to do, and you know then and then he's just stuck until things happen later
0: and and I will say like with talking about um characters being like how much the the framing of their world as what's expected like affects how they're processing like literally what happens. Mm-hmm. Um it's not like he's it's not like either of the two of them is the completely naive one. Oh no. They're just like, they just have different they, experiences. Yes. And as they crisscross in between the places where each of them is familiar. Um or where it's not familiar to either of them, like that that changes or like, you know, as things come up. Um yeah, I I I do I'm glad you pointed that out because I, I do I do like how that is handled. I I liked the the angle on how the experiments were discussed, and like there aren't a lot of details about exactly what They are. Um, and the main thing that I'll say about that is, if you liked this, you should read the author's back catalog. Um, so if you're like, ah, why didn't they tell us exactly? Go read the author's back catalog, please. Like, this is a standalone book. You can completely enjoy it as a standalone book. But if you don't want to be done with these characters, um... We don't necessarily have to be done with all of them when this book is over.
1: Uh, and which two books in the back catalog should they go after Robin?
0: Uh, Archivist Wasp and Latchkey. And if you're listening to this after, you know, 2022, it's possible that you came to this after having read something else by this author. Um, but of what is available right now, Firebreak, Archivist Wasp, and Latchkey are all in the same universe. Reading the back of one after having read one of the others is is uh good and fun and interesting, is what I'll say there. So, uh, but with the experimentation, like... There were 48 kids for the program. By the time they're being used for PR, there are 11 alive. And because they wanted like the math to be great for like the PR stunt or whatever, they picked one of the recently dead kids to include in the merch, even though he was dead by the time that particular PR rollout happened, which is such like a callous and manipulative move on behalf of the company to be like, These are great heroes, they are such great heroes that one of them has already given their life for you. Or whatever, I don't know how they spun it, but it has that kind of a feel. Hey. Oh, hey Jeff. What's going on guys? Oh, you know, talking about Superman. Oh, cool, I could talk about Superman. I could talk some more about Superman. We know. I'll bet a few people would want to get in on this. I'm down. You know it. That sounds like fun. I'll do it. Cool. Let's do it. We can call the show Men of Steel. And you can find it at CertainPOV.com. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Yay. It's time to thank our awesome patrons who've pledged high enough to receive monthly shout-outs. That means this month our thanks go to Case Aiken, Thank you so much for supporting the show, and if you would like to join Case in keeping the show going, you can check us out on patreon.com slash burn. On to the wrap-up and ratings for Firebreak by Nicole Corner-Stace. For the gratuity rating for the kidnapping. It's off-screen. Like... We're we're guessing even that kidnapping is the right word for what happened. That's how off screen this is.
1: Yeah. Off screen, do we want to just say off screen or do we want to say off screen severe? Off screen moderate?
0: Um, I we have no details. Like for this specifically. Yeah, that's like fair. if we have to guess that kidnapping is the right term. That's fair. That's
1: fair. All right. That just off screen. Yes. Uh, dehydration. Moderate.
0: Mm, okay, okay. Because we don't... We have, have no like, actual on-screen depictions. It. We just have, yes.
1: like, the characters just being scared of it. A lot of talking. Yeah.
0: A lot of talking about it. And being thirsty. But, okay.
1: And I'm going to say the medical experimentation is also moderate, again, because we don't actually mm-hmm. have any details.
0: Yes. Uh, For the trauma... Integral, interchangeable, or irrelevant? I okay. I feel like the kidnapping is. I think it's.
1: I think it's, it's interchangeable, relevant,
0: or inter. Okay, interchangeable. Yeah,
1: I think interchangeable yeah. because we, the our tags needed something. It didn't have to be this yeah. thing, but they needed something to kick them into plot.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes, this is true. We needed an inciting incident.
1: We needed an inciting Uh incident with clues of breadcrumbs for them Mm -hmm. to follow in any way, shape, or form. And that was this.
0: For the dehydration, uh, I... Okay, bold move. Uh, I'm interested (laughs) in saying interchangeable. (laughs) Oh, okay.
1: I thought you were going to say irrelevant.
0: No, 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 no. I think interchangeable (laughs) because we already know the basic framework of the alternate version of this exact same scenario. There is another company who is oh. restricting yeah, food yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of water. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. Literally interchangeable. Okay. That's um, fair.
1: I wonder yeah. if we'll ever get a book from that side.
0: That would be very cool. Uh, off, I just uh, heard your offer, advice. I you, just
1: heard in your voice that like excitement shoot up. Like, please, yes, <laughs> just
0: please. Yes. Like, please. Uh, you got, you got, you got 400 years between this and Archivist Wasp. Give us, please, something. Um, yeah. So, um, just, that'd be so great. That'd be great. Uh, sorry. I'm just kind of squeeing about the possibility of that. That would be amazing. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I think it's interchangeable because we literally know what, like, the other possible version of this is. Um, then for the medical experimentation, um, interchangeable. Yeah, I think it is interchangeable because, because again, we literally
1: have the other alternative. We have the propaganda war story, medical like super soldier narrative. Like we literally have the other option here already stated. Yeah,
0: we have. Yeah, yes, we already know what the other possibility is. Um, I mean, heck, they could have been robots and. Uh, Some things would be different. But, you know, for the general idea, yeah, I think interchangeable. Um, For being treated with care, um, I think, hmm, I'm going to say, yeah, like, there's, because if the general idea behind our care rating is like, how bad would this be for someone who's had that happen? Like, I understand someone vanishes and you never get any more details is its own kind of trauma. I also don't know how to treat that with any more care. So I'd say (laughs) either yes or enough. Like, Uh, I think yes. Yeah.
1: I think there are ways it could have been treated with more care, but we would also need more details for that to happen.
0: Right. And And that would fundamentally change. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so I I think yes.
0: We have more details, but those details are treated with care like it that has diminishing returns pretty quickly. Um Okay, yeah, treated with care. The dehydration um I'm deaf I definitely think I wanna say enough. Like um yeah. I I, I do I do think enough because as much as it is a book where writ large people don't have enough water for a significant portion of the book, the character doesn't have to worry about that. And then it becomes very plot relevant when like she does, um, at the start and towards the end. But, um, in comparison to some other things we've read, it's able to take kind of a, um, the active trauma is able to take a, get a little bit in the background to eh, deal with other trauma um, <laughs> but yeah I do think that dehydration is treated with enough care Uh, for the medical experimentation I'm either going to say not enough or no I think mm. because we don't have a ton of it But what is their pulse? No punches.
1: I was actually leaning on enough because we have no details. Very few details.
0: Yeah. You think enough. Mm -hmm. Okay. For the same reasons
1: that we said enough for dehydration, actually.
0: Okay. No, that, that makes sense. How clear is the moral directionality? I'm going to go with very clear. Like Uh,
1: Just as a recap, because we did say that we've recorded more than one episode today. So I'm going to say it again today. Uh, our moral directionality, the way that we splice this out, we have clear, meaning the author clearly communicates to the reader and the uh, consumer how we are supposed to feel, who we think is supposed to be right, and how clear-cut those lines are in who is doing the right thing and who is not. Uh, muddy is when maybe we're not quite sure what the author once or sometimes it looks like we are supposed to root for a certain person but then we're not later and you know it's it's not as easy to tell or there's a little bit of ambiguity or maybe you know characters take turns being right at different points but it's not a clear direct line and then tangled it tends to come up when it's everybody is right or everybody is wrong (laughs) uh you know and everybody has their own thing and they're right from their own perspective or everybody is wrong and everybody is being terrible and that's just how it is and there's no there's no way to pick apart you know the the author doesn't even look like they're attempting to communicate to us that somebody is who we're supposed to be siding with in the situation i think this is very clear (laughs) very clear cut
0: yes yeah and, like, with something being clear, the answer could clearly be that no one is right. But, like, in this case, no, there, there's yeah. a definite, like... Yeah, if
1: we get from the author that you are not supposed to side with these people, that's still clear. Yeah. And But here we are very clearly supposed to side side with our protagonist. Uh,
0: For the point of view, for the trauma and aftermath, uh, the kidnapping, we don't have the presumably kidnapped person's perspective. We just... We just don't. Right. Um, Mal is our point of view character for the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so she is dehydrated, but not medically experimented on. And so we get the perspective of the dehydrated person, but not of um, I, the victim of the experimentation. I would like well, to we,
1: also argue that we get a little bit of 22 on dehydration. Oh, we get his okay. reaction to what? This is a problem? <laughs> Mm-hmm. You had to do this, and it's it's not much of a reaction, but we can. I mean, we still kind of get him filtered through Mal's reaction to his reactions, but yes. I would I would argue that we get a little bit of of just the other side of oh, this is a problem for people.
0: Weirdly, we don't really get his his perspective on the experimentation because he does not want to talk about it. Like most yeah. of what Mal finds out about it isn't through or from him, and like, just most, most of it isn't, or it's, like, him existing and her observing, um, and asking if she's right, like, yeah. Then, okay, so, for the trope spotter, uh, the trope spotter for this is super soldier. Uh, there's a lot of ways to make a super soldier, but the general trope is you've got somebody who is, uh, enhanced to be super good at soldier stuff and at, at <laughs> oh. minimum for the trope that has to be the intention whether or not like it worked out um and so we have uh super soldiers running around for pr stuff virtually and then uh super soldiers in person doing things and stuff for sometimes. uh yeah, that's, that's the trope. You, I mean, I would say that this trope is... Nicole, I would say this trope is integral to the plot.
1: <laughs> I mean, the trope is... Oh, yeah. yeah. I still think that um, we shouldn't frame these characters as super soldiers.
0: No, no, no. But, but like, the super soldier trope is... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, is, ...is what is going on in the book. Um, yeah. Uh, a deconstruction is still a use, would be my uh my thought there mm-hmm. for your favorite non-traumatic thing about the book uh first of all what was non-traumatic a uh, second what did you like
1: Uh, you want to go out first or second
0: oh um i was asking you
1: Oh, okay um my favorite thing was the clear depiction of body language in this book um up to and not including not only but including um when they meet 22 and oh no what was the other number that we meet in person is it six
0: it is six they talk about eight but they meet (laughs) six i'm very sure
1: okay um and you know they they have very good descriptions with Meaning of what people are doing and why body language wise um but you know there's a couple of moments where they particularly outline these two characters, and there's a just a very clear visual in my head that I relate to, and i I like that
0: yeah um i okay, so a thing that i have been that I have been tracking um is. If there are twins or triplets, are they all alive at the end? It's been a side project of mine because I was noticing the high twin and triplet body count in stuff, including even some books that we have talked about in this podcast. Um, And my favorite non-traumatic thing about the book is, as of the last sighting, uh, the the twins are okay. So, I mean can't vouch for the long run how it's going to be to continue to live in this dystopia um but like they made it unless I really missed something and if so I apologize um but that uh I, I appreciated that um so uh well uh Thank you so much for joining us for our discussion of Firebreak, and we will catch you in a fortnight. All music used in this podcast was created by Nicole as Heartbeat Art Co. and is used with permission. Our transcriptionist is Heather. Follow her on Twitter at MamaDragon20. We're proud members of the Certain Point of View Network. Find all the CPOV shows at www.certainpov.com. You can contact us on Twitter at Books That Burn or by email at Books That Burn at Yahoo.com. Please consider leaving us a tip at koficom slash Books That Burn or becoming a monthly supporter on Patreon.com Books That Burn. All patrons get access to our upcoming book list, bonus content, including the second half of all interviews, and will receive a one-time shout out. To get updates on our written reviews, recent episodes, and newly completed transcripts, subscribe to our fortnightly newsletter at buttondown.email slash books that burn. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please leave us a review wherever you're listening. This helps people to find the show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks.